my name is Joan, and this all started when I was a little girl growing up in a small town in South Carolina. My family and I moved into a house the year that I was to start kindergarten. I was the youngest child of four kids. The home that our mom and stepdad provided for us was a very loving and happy one. Even though we didn't have a lot of money, we had lots of love and loads of fun. We never really talked about ghosts or anything paranormal, other than the obligatory campfire story to keep us from wandering off into the woods alone. My siblings would always play pranks on me because I was the baby, and for some reason it was fun to torture the youngest. So when little stuff started happening, my mom would just blame it on my brothers and sister. It would be things like objects not being where you know you had put them, or sometimes a light would be on that you know you had turned off. As I got older, my siblings and I would notice something like a white glowy flash of something moving through our kitchen and hallway. You would only see it out of the corner of your eye, and it was always in the same place moving in the same direction. It never really bothered us, and mom would just say it was just car lights or something of the sort. During our school years, all of our friends wanted to hang out at our house because our parents were so much fun to be around, and there was always some good food cooking in the kitchen. You could just feel the love they gave us and our friends. With that being said, a couple of our friends started noticing the strange residual thing in the kitchen and hallway. It was always in the same spots and the same route, but not every night. After the stuff being moved and the residual things that were being talked about, more stuff started happening. You could be washing dishes in the kitchen, and you could feel someone behind you watching you, but then no one would be there. You could hear your name being called, but no one would be in the house with you. As we got older, my brothers and sisters got married and moved out, but I being the youngest by six years was still there. When I was in my late teens, I was having a sleepover with three of my friends, when all of a sudden, we saw the glowing white flash of the residual thing that I mentioned before. One of my guy friends totally freaked out. We tried to explain to him that whatever it is, it never seemed bad and that this had been happening for a very long time. Nothing we told him was working. We literally had to take this 19-year-old guy home in the middle of the night. Fast forward to several years later, and I'm a single mom, and because of circumstances beyond my control, I was still living at home with mom and dad. My mom and dad watched my daughter while I worked, and one night when my daughter, who we'll call B, was around four years old, my mom said B would stand in the living room and talk towards the corner by the front door. My mom asked her who she was talking to, and B then said she was talking to the snake man. Needless to say, this freaked my mom the hell out. So she got up and took B into the bedroom with my dad, and then went to sleep. My mom told me that B had done this talking thing several times, but that was the only time my mom asked her who she was talking to. The other little things kept happening during this time as well, but it seemed the more it was talked about, the more often things would happen. As B was getting a little older, she would come inside from playing outside and ask me what I wanted because she kept hearing me call her name, but I hadn't called her. When B turned seven, we had lost my mom to a very short battle with colon cancer. This absolutely devastated my stepdad, and he wanted me and B to stay with them. 
so we did. He would keep B while I worked, and the two of them were very close. B really loved her grandpa. But 10 years after we lost my mom, grandpa passed away from lung cancer only two months after he was diagnosed. After that, the feeling in the house just really changed. The love and light that used to fill the home was now gone, and there was a heavy feeling, and the house had a darkness to it. It was almost like when my parents left, something else came in. I was seeing shadows darker than the residual thing that had always been there. At the same time, B, who was 17 at the time, was also experiencing things as well. But we didn't tell each other because we didn't want the other one to be scared, or think that each other had lost our minds. She and I were both going through a really dark time, and I really believed that that was what was giving this thing more energy. I came in from work one night, and B was already in bed. I went to the fridge to get a glass of tea, when out of the corner of my eye, I saw my stepdad sitting cross-legged in the middle of the kitchen table. He looked very happy, and he had a big smile on his face. The kitchen table was his favorite spot when he was alive. He would sit there and drink his coffee, and he loved it when you would just sit and talk with him. At that moment that I saw him, I just felt so much light in the room, like everything was going to be alright. The house felt lighter for a couple of weeks after that. During this time, a friend from work had asked to stay with us while his house was being renovated. I was more than happy to have him there, as he was a good friend and he was a lot fun to be around. My niece would come over with her daughter who was about three at the time. The three-year-old would several times just start freaking out and start crying, then pointing towards my daughter's room. My niece would have to leave because her daughter would not calm down until they left. So now the house had once again started feeling dark again. Now mind you, all of this is going on just within a couple of months after Grandpa passed away. So one day me and B are in the kitchen, and I was cooking. B was sitting on the counter like teenagers do sometimes. I was talking to her while my back was turned to her. I asked her a question, but she didn't answer me. I turned around, but she looked like she was in some kind of dazed-like state. She was holding a butter knife and was scratching her leg with it. This had scared me because she was really out of it. I yelled her name, and she came to like she was waking up from a dream state. That's when she started crying, then telling me what all she had been experiencing. She said that there was a dark shadow that would move up and down the wall in the corner of her bedroom. She said that it even moved around her bed while she was trying to sleep. It had gotten to the point that she could feel something breathing on her neck. She said she was scared to tell me because of all I was going through with Grandpa passing away, and she didn't want me to think that she was losing it. That's when I told her about the things that I had seen as well. We both then agreed not to keep things from each other anymore. We figured that these things were happening because of the grieving and what we were going through. A couple of days later, when my daughter was at school, I had came home from working an early shift. My friend from work that had been staying with us was sitting in his car in the yard. I asked him what he was doing sitting in the car, which he replied that he needed to talk to me about something very important. He proceeded to tell me then he wasn't going to be able to stay there anymore because that he thought our house was haunted. He told me that he had been seeing dark shadows moving around in the house 
And then earlier that day, he was sitting on the back porch with his back to my daughter's bedroom window when he felt something blow really hot breath on his neck. He said that the breath was so strong that it actually moved his hair. He also said that the wind wasn't blowing because it's the first thing I asked him, even though I knew it wasn't the wind. He had been waiting on me to get home because he didn't want to go in the house by himself to get his stuff. He got all of his stuff except for his bed, and he was going to come back later that day to get it. Right after he left, I had took a shower and I was brushing my teeth when I heard the very distinct sound of the back door opening and closing, then footsteps. I then saw out of the corner of my eye someone leaning against the doorframe of the bathroom. As I turned around, I had then said, Wow, that was fast! Thinking it was my friend who had just left, but there was no one there. All of a sudden, the room felt strange, like good and bad all at the same time. Right then, the phone rang. It was my sister-in-law. Just a little background on my sister-in-law. She and my brother are really big-time members in their church, and I didn't think they believed all of the things me and B were going through. She said that she was very concerned, that she had a really strong feeling that there was something in the house, and that whatever it was was after me and B, and especially B. When she said that, I just started boo-hooing so hard, and I was trying to tell her all about the stuff that me and B were going through. She told me to get out my Bible and turn to the part about the armor of God and to read it out loud. I turned to the page, but I couldn't read it. It was like the pages were blank. I told her I couldn't see it, so she started reading the words for me, and they started appearing to where I could read them aloud with her. When she finished reading the verses, she said a prayer. When she finished the prayer, I kid you not, the house felt so much lighter and brighter. She said for me to open a Bible to those verses and place one in every room. She then said that maybe we should really think about moving out of that house. This had honestly really shocked me because I thought that the family wanted us to stay there because that's where we had all grown up at. But everyone was okay with us giving it up. This was such a relief for me. I went that day and rented an apartment for me and B. We moved most of our stuff within a couple of days, except for a few boxes in the attic. A very close family friend took over the house and was doing some renovations. The day we went to pick up the last box of stuff and give the family friend the keys, he was at the house painting the kitchen. He had the back and front doors propped open for fresh air from the paint. When we pulled into the driveway, B and I just kind of looked at each other. So I told her to sit in the car because I didn't want her to have to go back in the house. I went and got the box when I handed him the key to the house. Both the front and back doors slammed shut at the very same time. It scared me so bad that I just couldn't speak a full sentence. I just looked at the guy and I told him I gotta get out of here. When I opened the door and ran out, B was just standing there with a very shocked look on her face. I asked her what she was doing and she said she was going to come help me carry the box of stuff. But that right when she was about to come inside, the door had slammed right in her face. We left there that day, and haven't been back to that house since. This was 14 years ago. Looking back on it now, 
I honestly believe my mom and stepdad were the ones who shut the door that day to keep my daughter from coming in the house because they didn't want whatever was there to attach itself to her. We drive by the place every once in a while, but I don't miss it at all. Even though we all had a really great childhood and had so much love and fun growing up in that house, it completely changed after my mom and stepdad had passed away. As far as I know, the same people have lived there since we moved out, so hopefully they haven't had any problems. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to my story, and I would really love to know what you guys think what was actually going on in that house. Stay hungry, everyone, and stay safe. I grew up in a small southern town where everyone knew everyone. The house I lived in for the first 30 years of my life was actually built in 1871, only six years after the end of the Civil War. I was born in 1991, so yeah, the house is old, old. I have plenty of stories about creepy things that happened while I lived there, and periodically I'm going to be sending more stories but today I'll start with one of the more tamer ones. When I graduated from high school, I was only just discovering my confidence in myself and learning how to talk to girls. I started seeing a girl who went to a different high school but had also just graduated. Let's call her Jan. We hung out a lot for the first part of the summer before our attraction to each other started to fizzle out and we decided it was best to go our separate ways. While things were still going good, we became intimate. We were trying to figure out when and where to, let's say, get together. I told her my house would be fine, as my mom worked 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, and sometimes was on call on the weekend. We were both off Sunday to Tuesday. Now, I need to give you some details of my house, as it was pretty huge. It was two main floors with 12-foot ceilings, 16 rooms, a basement, and an attic. At the top of the stairs, there's a small balcony area to the right that also leads to my mom's bedroom. To the left is a guest bedroom. Straight ahead is a doorway to what I refer to as the upstairs apartment because I had started paying rent when I got my first job. When you open the apartment door, to the left is a bathroom, while straight ahead is my TV room, which you walk through to get to my room and in my room there's a doorway to get into the bathroom, so it makes sort of a circle all the way around. To the right on the balcony, there was a window that looked out over the front yard. My mom had put an old chair and a small table with a reading lamp out for a bit of decoration. So on the first day, Jan came over and we headed upstairs. We get to the top of the stairs, and I open the door to the apartment area. I'm not paying attention to any of my surroundings as I'm trying to focus on what's about to happen. As she comes through the door, I shut up behind her and she said, I thought we were going to be alone here. I asked her what she was talking about and she asked me who the old man is sitting on the balcony. I stop for a second and I just look at her all confused. I tell her that there's no one else here and I ask her to show me where she saw him. We stepped back out into the balcony and looked around the corner. There was no one sitting anywhere. She then described to me the man in great detail, saying that he was sitting down in the chair in the window and that if he stood up, he would be at least six feet tall. He looked slim 
and he wore a white button-up shirt with red suspenders and jeans. He had on gray loafers and a golden watch. She said that he had a large hook nose. She said that he just sat there without even looking at us or without even moving, but she knows he was there. The man that she described didn't ring any bells to me, and I was sure it wasn't anyone I knew. Not sure if she was messing with me or just seeing things. I looked around my house to make sure no one was there before I went to my room. We were both weirded out, and I then suggested that we watch a movie until we calmed down. We snuggled up and things happened, but I was still curious what she saw. She came over every Monday and Tuesday for a couple of months after this, and only one other time did she say she saw the man. He was in the same spot wearing the same things. Again, I didn't see him, but this isn't where the story ends. Eventually, Jan and I became interested in other people, and we mutually agreed to part ways. My mom started renting the guest room to my friend who I'll call Whitney or Whit for short. She had been around a lot as she was the high school sweetheart of my friend who we'll call Corey. Whit was also friends with a girl who we'll call Krista. Krista graduated the same high school as we did two years earlier, but she was the same age as me due to the fact that I was held back once, and she graduated two years early. The school system decided to advance her twice because she did so well in school. I really liked her and she thought I was funny and enjoyed being around, so we started hanging out alone with Corey and Whitney. One of the first times she came over was in the middle of the day, and we were just going to watch a movie. Krista was used to just walking in, as we had really gotten used to her being around. She came upstairs and back to my room, and asked me if I had a family member visiting or something. I said no, and I asked her why she thought that. Then she asked, Well, then who's that man sitting at the top of the stairs? I must have given her a look of sheer shock, because after she was looking back at me with a look of worry, I asked her what this man looked like. She described him very similarly to the way Jan had. Skinny, glasses with white shirt, suspenders, jeans, and that he had a big nose. I walked out and checked the balcony as well as the rest of the house, and of course I found nothing. I asked Krista if she knew Jan, thinking that they may have talked about me and maybe they had been in on the joke together somehow. But Krista just told me that other than the few times she had been mentioned by me or our friends, she didn't know her. I even looked on her Facebook to see if they were friends, and they weren't. I then told Krista that Jan had seen a man that she had described basically the same way sitting in the same spot a couple of times, but that I had never seen who they were talking about. Krista wasn't nearly as freaked out by it as Jan had been. However, she never saw him again that I know of. It may have been because she was actually looking for him every time she came over after that. Krista and I would be on and off over the next several years, always remaining friends even when we weren't together, and she would report hearing footsteps that woke her up almost any time she slept on my couch in the apartment's living room. This is something that Whitney and I would both confirm we heard relatively often, but we would have chalked it up to one of us or even my mother getting up to use the restroom. However, Krista would insist that she would hear footsteps coming from the balcony and that she would be able to see someone who was walking through the house to the bathroom. 
During this time, I was also on again off again with another girl who I'll call Heather. I'm not super interested in going into the details about her, as I greatly regret having anything to do with her. However, she did report seeing a man in the same location and same appearance on three separate occasions. I believed her simply because she was new to the area, and I know she didn't know the other two girls. I never did see the old man myself, but I did see many other creepy things. It really was a creepy and wild experience living in that house. This took place in Springville, Utah about 15 years ago. Myself and three sisters lived in a townhome at the time. During our time living there, we had encountered weird situations. The townhome consisted of two floors. We had all encountered weird and creepy stuff in the townhome. Also, I want to note that Springville, Utah and surrounding areas are known to be famous for the Mormon church, a cult to some degree. The area we lived in the townhome was built over an old cemetery years back. I'd like to start off with my dad's stories. One day when he was sleeping downstairs, he would feel a person hug him late at night, and he would think it was my mom, but there was no physical person nearby. He also encountered in the upstairs bathroom someone staring at him while he was in the restroom while having the bathroom door open. He would see in the reflection of the mirror a lady with hair in his room. While in the restroom, he got goosebumps, but just brushed it off. He mentioned how bad the chills felt at the moment. My parents stated that they would hear noises and dishes falling at random times of the day and night, but my dad's stories were no more scarier than the ones me and my sisters experienced. My sisters during that time would encounter stuff in their rooms. They would hear noises in the closet. Two of my sisters, while randomly hanging out upstairs, saw a little girl pass in one of the rooms and just vanish. Very confused, they went in there to play in their room, playing with this McDonald's toy in the closet. You would press a button and it would say french fries over and over, but during that time, it had no batteries in it. After figuring out that they had no batteries, they went about their night, but later that night, the McDonald's toy was placed back in the closet, and it started to say french fries over and over and over again, getting louder, until the voice actually turned into a demonic tone. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, and I probably wouldn't believe it either, but this really did happen. Well, finally, I myself would have an encounter as well. I had a pretty weird dream while sleeping in the living room. Before heading to bed, I would lock the front and back door where the laundry room was, and everyone was sound asleep upstairs. I went to bed, and I had a dream where me and my siblings were downstairs, and in the corner of my eye, I had saw a tall figure staring at us with the door halfway open in the laundry room. I froze at the tall black figure, and I really tried to keep an eye out on it. I woke up after having that dream, and I was frozen still. When I got up that morning, I saw the back door to the laundry room wide open. I had told my dad all about the dream I had, and I had even asked them if they went upstairs that night or during the early morning, but no one ever did. 
We ended up moving right across next to another townhome in those last remaining years that we lived in that area. But there was also another encounter that my dad told me. When we moved to the second townhome, my dad had mentioned while they were selling the townhome across where we used to live. Around 2 a.m., he had got up and headed to the restroom, and he could see the other back side of a townhome. He said that he saw in the upstairs hallway a lady with long hair entering the restroom, which was odd because no one could be in that house since it was for sale, especially at 2 a.m., which would be considered trespassing. My dad and sister stated and mentioned these stories years after we moved out of the townhome's area. But what really bothers me to this day is myself as well as my siblings have all recently and since then encountered weird dreams about that place regarding both of the townhomes we lived in, especially me. To this day, I dream of being sucked into the restroom or being watched in that townhome, or I just have recurring dreams where I still live there, or I dream of random scary things. My sisters also dream of seeing people staring or chasing them, and I can't understand why after moving away all these years that we still have those dreams of this place. Perhaps there's just a much darker meaning to the neighborhood that we don't know. In any case, I'm just really glad we don't live there anymore. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone. And remember, to always, stay.